Welcome to the Marketplace Missionaries Podcast. My name is Donnie Swanepoel and I'm here with my good friend Kai Jeans. And today is a, is a special episode. It is our 10th episode and uh, it's just a huge milestone for the two of us having started this podcast a couple of months ago in January. And so kind of the context and the scope of today's episode is just catching up on each of our lives and then kind of casting vision of what the audience can expect uh, moving forward within the next couple of months. And so, Kai, great being with you, brother. And kind of, if you don't mind, can just catch us up on life, work, all the above. Yeah, uh, like you said, you know, hitting 10 episodes, this was really huge for the podcast. And even for me in a personal setting, like, I think it's a great achievement. I've had a bunch of people reach out over, about the podcast over the last few months. I've really enjoyed it and really appreciate you all for listening as well. I, th- I think it's been great. I've, I've heard a bunch of good things, you know. Um, we should have printed some text off to read to the audience, and we'll try to do that on our next kind of vision casting. But it, it's been a lot of encouragement to a lot of our audience and even led to some unbelievers, you know, kind of being interested. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's been really good. And even, like we were talking about before, like the accountability piece of the podcast, you know, even in the prayer before, Lord, if we're going to have a podcast about evangelizing, we better be evangelizing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that accountability has been really good for me. I think I've been evangelizing more since we started the podcast than I have in my entire life. And mm-hmm. it's been very, very, like, joyful. And I think that it's really helped me just kind of sit in patience. So, I mean, in work, it's been pretty hectic. I'm, I'm back on the floor in operations, and so I'm just running shift uh, which so I have 100 associates again, which is great. I really enjoy it. I think I thrive more in a when I have associates instead of working on projects. But in that, like, I haven't had a learning curve on this time. Like, I'm not in a new department, so I hadn't had much to learn. But being able to sit in that and just steady, like, focus in on pouring into others has just done me a lot of good, honestly. And I think this podcast like the emphasis on evangelizing and like bringing my best foot forward for the Lord has really made me like hone in on my leadership skills at work. So that's been really good for me, man. Yeah. I was really encouraged. Uh, I was in Fort Worth this past weekend and I got a text from Kai. You were at a wedding and somebody random came up to you and kind of asked you about the podcast. And this individual was listening and was, was really encouraged by just the content that he was getting from the podcast. And so can you share just a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, <laughs> I, I'm sure she won't mind, so I'll say it. And But this girl named Emily, and thank you, Emily, for listening. I know you're going to hear this. But she ran up and she made a joke. Like, Emily, this is a shout-out just for yeah, you, by the way. This is a shout-out. Thank, thanks, Emily. But she ran up to me and she was like, or I didn't run up. She didn't run up. But she was like, I have to tell you this joke, like, Oh, there's Kai Jeans. He's famous. <laughs> he has a podcast. And I just, Is that uh, how Emily sounds? I don't know. It's probably <laughs> an awful description of how Emily sounds. It's uh, Emily, you don't sound like that at all. Uh, that's my girl impression for every woman yeah. in my life. So um, that's also what my mom sounds like and my grandma. <laughs> so, But it was really encouraging for me to hear that. And even just to know that like, people are listening. And um, she, she mentioned that she liked the podcast. And like that that's who it's for, right? Like, She's right out of school. Like, I, I want it for people like that. 
I want for everyone, don't get me wrong, but I think to really show, you know, you can be in the workplace mm-hmm. and just actively share your faith. Like, and it's not wrong. Like, it really is not. And I think we need to get away from the stigma that you that work and faith are, are separate things. Like, Two silos, yeah. That's just so far from the truth. And I think, like, I don't know if you say the government, the people, whoever it is, has just tried to strip those things and separate them. Yeah, I, th- I think a big part of it is just society moving yeah. away from, you know, uh, Christianity being a, a postmodern culture, and, you know, moving away from that. And I think... Uh, we will continue to get opposition as believers, uh, not only only in public, but also in private as as we move forward. And so, but if if what we believe is true, then it's the truth, right? I mean, uh, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is foundational to whom we are as believers and what we believe in. And without that, um, you know, everything else would come crumbling down and so we we have to stick to the truth and uh jesus himself said i am the way the truth and the life nobody comes to the father except through me so that's a really good comment that you made and uh yeah we just got to keep at it man yeah and i really i and i don't even want to say like oh you got to go out and you know wear the the god is dope shirt but it is a dope shirt i'm not gonna lie i really like that shirt um it's funny you say that because uh, there's this professional crossfitter that I follow, and he works out with a shirt that reads, Jesus saves, bro. And I actually bought one of those shirts, but I've never worn it, uh, just because, I mean, I try to be you know, sensitive to that. Well, I did actually wear one eye to men's group, I think. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, 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 because I was like, oh, man, I like that shirt. Yeah. But, like, that's not – like, that is showing Christ. Before we crucified here on the podcast, that is showing Christ. But I think another way that I show Christ is, like I was telling you, now that I have 100 associates, just showing them I actually care about them. Like, I know I mentioned it on my first episode, but along with not having a learning curve, I've been able to pour into these associates more and, like, really show them, hey, I value what you want in life. Like, beyond – these four walls of this warehouse, like, what do you really want in life? Like, and and I don't think a lot of people get that question. So it's really going back to the question of purpose, right? Because yeah. that's what it ultimately comes down to for a lot of these individuals at work. It's like, hey, man, what is your purpose? Why do you do what you do? Yeah, I think getting them out of the brain of, man, I'm, a, I'm just an Amazon associate and, and this is it. I, it, I've seen it give a bunch of people some life in them, you know, to be like, yeah, there is, there's more, and I'll say it too, like there's more to me than me being an Amazon manager. Like that, it's just what it is. Like I have a whole other life outside of Amazon. And I think sometimes we can forget that, um, especially in the American culture. You know, what, what do you ask everyone when you meet them? Mm-hmm. First, what what's do you your do? name? What do you do? Yep. So, and, wow, this is a great segue on what I was telling you about earlier, too, that I want to share with the audience. You know, one way that I've seen my faith be able to get shared a lot, and I'm going to steal it from a downline professor this over the last month, in the American society, with the whole, what do you do, try to get some, I'm a Christian, I go to church here, I evangelize here, 
I read my Bible every day. Like, just give some type of Christian context that makes it trigger in their brain. That guy or gal is a Christian. I've had a bunch of gain from that in the gym, especially like sharing my faith. As soon as someone says, hey, what do you do? I work at Amazon and I got a Christian podcast. Mm. Like for me, that's that's my thing that I'm like, I can just give this out. And it's led to conversations where people have really opened up to me and I think it's been really awesome. So that's really a bridge for you to transition just from a normal conversation and then to a spiritual conversation. And so just really communicating up front that this is who you are and this is what you believe in. And so what's kind of the transition like after you you say something like, hey, man, I have a Christian podcast. What's kind of the, the response from the other person in the gym? Uh, so, I mean, it clearly depends on who it is, right? You know, had some had some guys that showed up to our D group before just based off that conversation, and it's been awesome. But I've also had the other side of, you know, the, the whole of this. Nothing. Like, no... No response. Just literally no response. Like it, just, just the blanks there. It just kills the conversation. But, like, I wouldn't be discouraged. Like, if that happens to you, like, I don't get discouraged from it. I'm so okay. I'll just turn to my right. If that guy was on my left, turn to my right. Have another conversation. I just think being diligent about continuing to have those conversations will breed the type of conversations I'm about to talk about. But if someone wants to talk about Christ, especially a non-believer, and they're curious, you really don't have to do much. Especially if you're like, hey, I'm, I'm a Christian. This is what I believe in. And I mean, for us, it's different because if, if you got a podcast, I, like they, it's like I'm out here broadcasting my faith. Like mm-hmm. I, It's not in secret. Uh, so I think for them... It's like, okay, I can I feel comfortable to ask this person anything. Or at least in the Christian realm, and especially to not be a preacher, too, I think that's helped me evangelize because it's like, hey, you're just a normal guy. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just a normal guy. And those ask questions like, so you're not a preacher. This is what usually happens to me, at least. They're like, so you're not a preacher, but you love the Lord? And I'm like, absolutely. I don't really want to be a preacher either. <laughs> And I think that's a good conversation, even to just show people you don't have to be a preacher. Like, that is, I think that's a misconception sometimes. Like, oh, if you're, if you want to be a Christian, you got to be a preacher. Like, no, not really. And I think, like, Bill Reed gave me one of the best quotes ever. The most spiritual guy in the church ain't always the preacher. Mm. Like, it just, that's a fact that. I don't know what to say. Like, that's a fact. Like, you can be the most spiritual guy at the church. Now, you're either in or you're out. I don't want to miss that. Like, you, there's no levels to Christianity. You're either Christian or you're not. But your walk can be, you can have the best walk with the Lord in the church and not be the preacher. And I, I think that's what I want to symbolize. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I, I'm, I'm just a hard worker. At the end of the day, that's what I want to be. I want to work. I want to go create businesses. But above all else, I want to be a Christian. And that's my That's my desire. And, I, you know, I look at that quote in Matthew, you know, what, is, what, good does he, what good is it to a man to gain the world if he gives his soul up? That, I love that verse because it's like, man, I'm, I, and I stand on that. Like, I don't, you can give me a million dollars, but if you say, hey, <laughs> you can't go to church ever again and you got to tell, tell us that the Lord's not your Savior, I'll be like, you can keep the money. Mm. Like, it's just not worth it to me. And 
it's, that's all I can say. Like, it's just not. Um, I'm sure you, you encounter a lot of individuals or associates at Amazon that are very driven and focused on, you know, making money and, you know, it's all about storing up treasure, treasures here on earth. And so how did you kind of navigate those discussions between, you know, just the temporal pursuit versus the spiritual desire to pursue that as well? For me, this is a really good conversation that I do like to dip into because the question usually comes up to me uh, in the form of, you know, you're you're excelling in air quotes on the typical American dream. You know, uh, I'm only 24. I have done a lot in my life in the work aspect, um, in and outside of Amazon, like real estate. You know, that's that's another deal. And you know, I've done more at 24 than a lot of people will, and I'm very blessed to be in the spot I am. And I, I feel like that's why I need to be spreading the gospel because I think I'm placed in these spots for that but I just try to show them like yes am I grateful for my job absolutely am I grateful for the things I have absolutely but the Lord is where I find my joy and I don't think uh, Americans have a good sense of happiness and joy and what the difference is and for me in college I, I got a brand new truck which you know, for every country boy in Arkansas, America, that's your dream. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a brand new truck, and then about a week later, I got the glass shattered on it. It wasn't a new truck anymore, <laughs> you know? And, you know, looking back, even like right now in reflection, dude, that thing was in the shop so much. Mm. It was in the shop more than my beat-up truck before that. It and, you know, I think that maybe the Lord, like, kind of showed me, like, you know, it's not all about what you got. Like, those things are so temporary, and, you know, now I just drive a little Buick, which I love my Buick. <laughs> I think I love my Buick more than my last truck. But I just try to tell – I tell people that story, especially when sharing the gospel, because I'm like, you know, I had what I thought I wanted from a materialistic standpoint. And, you know, it, it ain't that the truck wasn't nice, and it ain't that it wasn't everything I wanted but it wasn't everything I wanted at the same time. Mm. It was everything yeah. I wanted out of a truck, but I put it in the wrong category. I placed it kind of, you know, this is what I want, this is what I want for my life. And it's like you get that. And it's like that's not enough to fuel your life. You're, you you got to have something beyond one idol to fuel your life. And I think that was really good for me to experience early on. Yeah, God really created us to be in relationship with him and, sin created separation between that and so without jesus man we're just broken cisterns and you know or more just common word would be a broken bucket with holes and so without jesus we just try to fill up these broken buckets with you know toys and experiences and alcohol and you know like most college students partying and Mm -hmm. um but without christ man it, we will just be left empty, and that's really what I felt in my college days is try to fill up my bucket with all these things, and I just kept feeling empty up until the Holy Spirit changed my heart. I became a believer, and then I was be able to be full, but that was rooted in my relationship with Christ. And so 
I just want to remind the audience of that uh, man without Christ, we will just be like these broken buckets or broken cisterns, um, tr- constantly trying to fill our lives with all these things while still feeling empty. And so you mentioned earlier that one bridge that you use to spiritual conversations is kind of kind of just from the get-go sharing who you are as a believer. What is another kind of bridge that you use to kind of jump into spiritual conversations? I'd say for me, and now this is just my opinion, before anyone jumps on, it's like, that doesn't work. This is what I've seen work for me specifically. A lot of my interactions are not one-off interactions. Mm. Like my community that I'm involved in is very much like a long game. Like the people I see at the gym that I evangelize to, is honestly, most of the time it's not the first conversation, right? Mm. Sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not. Like, I mean, my workforce doesn't change that much. Generally, the questions kind of come to me. Um, and it's like in the form of why, why do you think the way you do? Why do you care so much about these aspects of me? So, like, if I'm if you're me and I'm someone like in the gym community or something, it's like, hey, you know, why why do you care like how I'm doing? Like beyond the, I think the worst thing, well, not the worst thing, but I think a bad thing that we've gotten to the habit of in America is, hey, Donnie, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. How many times? I mean, you can go, we can go ask a hundred random people, hey, how you doing today? I can guarantee you, we may have like two or three that don't say good, great better than I deserve, like, a positive thing. And it's like, you know, I think when you really ask, hey, how are you doing? I think that's a really good way to get into the gospel. Yeah, if you kind of peel back the layers and dig deep. Yeah, and I mean, really, and I'm sure other believers can attest to this, you know, I think the Christian community is so great in helping other Christians like express how they actually are doing and having the freedom to do that, and I think the unbelieving world's really missing that man. Like I and that I have such a heart for honestly just wanting to know how people are really doing, mm. and I think it's led to just some good open conversations across the board. I mean, you can't tell me, and everyone's pure self, they don't want to just tell someone how they're really doing. And I think that is just such a great way that we can bring, like, true light of this is what Christian community looks like. This is what the Lord looks like. Like, go ask someone how they're doing. And then when they say good, say, are you really doing good? Because if you're not, I'm here for you. So that's kind of the second principle that I'm hearing from you is you really focus on the relationships also valuing those relationships for the for the long run you're not showing up to the gym with a bible in your hand and thumping people over the head and saying turn or burn you're really you're invested in those relationships while planting daily gospel seeds that you may or may not at some point harvest you may just keep planting these seeds you know 10 20 years from now and then somebody else might harvest that and so that's really cool I, I like that concept of just intentionally focus on the individual and the relationship 
being faithful and obedient by planting those seeds and trusting in the Lord that he will be the one because he's the only one that can change hearts. And so I love that, man. Yeah, and, you know, two points here to bring out of this. But one, you know, the harvest is few, but the – or, well, sorry, backwards. <laughs> the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. I don't – like, yeah, it's cool to be the harvester. I'd love to be the harvester that's up there, the Billy Graham. You know, I say I'm the Billy Graham of West Little Rock. So that's I, – I love that idea. I just don't think that's me. I think I'm a seed planter. And I think that there's – and we were talking about this before the podcast. The seed planter is just as important, if not more important, than the harvester. Mm. Like now, the Lord conducts it all, but the seed planter is just as equal as the harvester. Absolutely. And then when it comes to planting seeds, you know, I I think you definitely have to know your know your role. If like I'm a seed planter. Me being a Bible thumper ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. It didn't work with me. Why Why would I try that on, on the my target demographic, which I've expressed my target demographic to you before. Like, I'm going for the Kai genes. Yeah, because there is different styles mm-hmm. of evangelism. I know we've talked about it before. You have the relational evangelist. You have the proclamational evangelist. And then you have the confrontational evangelist. Mm-hmm. The relational evangelist is what we do is really investing from a point of love and care into those relationships. And through those relationships, share the good news of Jesus and what he has done for us. The proclamational evangelist is really the Billy Graham, which you just mentioned. He's standing in front of thousands and thousands of people and sharing a message about the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And then you get the confrontational evangelist who's really the the guy... Uh, downtown Little Rock or what have you standing on a little box with a mic and a Bible and proclaiming the gospel as well and so different styles but still people react differently to those different styles yeah and I think we should all take the styles like and I say all like all Christians like I'm not just a relational um, evangelist I have some proclamations. There's, there's different seasons for different mm-hmm. styles. Yeah, I like, completely agree. I have some instances in my life where I've had to be that confrontational. And not just, and it's not, oh, yeah, turn, burn, yeah. turn, burn. But it's like when someone says something like, oh, well, you know, the Lord just flooded the earth because he was tired of looking at it. That's wrong. Like, when there's truth, I think that's something else we can do as better Christians in the South especially that I had never witnessed outside of the South, so I don't want to speak on them, but I think especially in the South, there's a lot of false ideology that we kind of let slip, Um, you know, just not sly comments, like unknowing statements about the Lord. I can't really think of one off the top of my head right now, but like when someone says something that is not biblically correct, it is 100% okay in any setting to say that is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying, hey, my opinion is this. That's not biblically correct. I'm saying, well, you know, the Lord was a prophet. That's incorrect. The Lord was not a prophet. That is, uh, I think, in any setting, and I say the Lord, like, most people, you know, well, not most people. Some people will be like, yeah, Jesus was a prophet. 
That's incorrect. He was not a prophet. He was a Messiah. Came down. Born of a virgin. Died on the cross. Rose three days later. Boom. That is confrontational. Like, it is. And I think that that's 100% okay. And I, no one will ever shake me off that. I believe when someone says something incorrect about the Bible, there's an appropriate way to say that and just correct them in a loving way. And I, I think that's what we can do in the South a little bit better too. Yeah, I think it's just really speaking truth mm-hmm. in love and really you pointing them out what's incorrect and pointing them back to the truth, you know? Yeah, because if, if, I, if I thought the Lord was a prophet, I said, hey, Donnie, yeah, the Lord's a prophet, and I know you're a Christian, and you don't correct me, I'm like, oh, yeah, you just affirmed everything that I thought. Like, that's how my brain works, and I don't ever want to be that, man. So, oh, sorry. <laughs> to, oh, man. That, that's a mosquito. <laughs> just just got you, man. Yeah, man, just flew in my nose, y'all. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for that, like, spaz out. But, yeah, so that, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Which And back to the seed planter. I think it's the toughest one, but I think it's also the easiest one after you get going and you realize, like, the Lord is in control. And, you know, even talking about, like, the idols of sin that we face in our D group, you know, like, the control one, that's a lot lot of problems for a lot of men and I assume women as well, the control aspect. But I think that's why a lot of people don't want to be a seed planter because they want to take someone from the start to the end. But it's like, you know, I can sit here and say, I can I can share the gospel all day long. At the end of the day, it's going to take the Lord turning their hearts. Yeah, he's the only one that can do that. Yeah, so it gives it, me a lot of encouragement. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that. I uh, went and got a haircut today, and uh, the lady that was cutting my hair, she had a big old uh, necklace with a cross around her neck. And that's always something that I'm – very observant of and very intentional about because I usually try to focus on, you know, necklaces, bracelets, tattoos that could lead to a conversation. And then I would usually ask a question like, hey, what's the significance of that necklace? Or, hey, what's the significance to the bracelet or tattoo? And then, boom, that individual, they're off to the races explaining the significance to that. And so today... Uh, I was getting a haircut. This lady had a, you know, a necklace of a cross. And so that that was a bridge into a spiritual conversation. And uh, we talked about what she believes and kind of what I believe. And um, it was a really good conversation, very cordial, very open, very friendly. Um, and again, I think in that moment, I planted a seed for her to investigate because she kept bringing up the fact that there's so many religions and that all of them kind of communicate the same thing. And on my on my standpoint, I was like, no, Christianity kind of, you know, that's the one religion that salvation is not by works, but by the work of Christ alone, through faith alone. And so in that moment, I was just planting seeds for her to hopefully, you know, kind of chew on as she kind of investigate, you know, the differences between these religions. And so... Uh, I just wanted to kind of share that because that's always been a good principle for me to use in transitioning from just a normal conversation about hair or hair, you know, haircut or what I do into a spiritual conversation, just using those um, intentional 
kind of items that the other individual wears, you know, like a bracelet or a necklace, and then transition from that into a spiritual conversation. Yeah, also with that, I just want to point out the intentionality here. I And we can, I think, this is, I th- this is an I think statement. This is a Kai Jeans' brain. I really think a big aspect about Christianity is just the intentionality of conversations. Whether it's the starting conversation with a stranger or even me and you having intentional conversations. And if you're intentional about wanting to share the gospel, the times will come. If you, I can guarantee you, I agree with that. if you yeah. don't want to share the gospel, I wouldn't pray for it because the Lord will give you someone to share the gospel with pretty quick. But also with the um, intentionality around the wearing pieces, it's also a good way to strike up conversation with a stranger. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the sauna at the gym waiting to get a haircut and just looking over and being like, hey, dude, what type of bracelet? What type of watch you wearing? I like that tattoo. Kind of like you're saying, you know, it's also a good way to bridge into a conversation. Just that normal, yeah. 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 I mean, every conversation I have isn't about the Lord. I wish it was, but that's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. But those conversations over time, if you're in the same community, if you ask the, let's say you have a janitor or something that you see every Thursday at 8 a.m., and you ask them a que- an intentional question about them every week, at some point they're going to open up. Like, they're going to either open up or just straight up avoid you. Yeah. So I think just if we could all take a takeaway of just being intentional with conversations across our community, unbelievers and Christians, just I think it'd do a lot of good for the evangelistic world. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Another question that I like to ask is, hey, Kai, if you were to die tonight and you would stand before God, and he asked you, hey, why should I let you into my heaven? How would you respond to that? And you get really, really interesting answers to that question. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, people would say that, man, I've, I've gone to church. Uh, I'm a bad guy, but I, I've done a lot of good. Th- I've, lo- I've done a lot of good things, right? You're that often. And then a follow-up question I would ask is, so how good is good enough? And then how many good works do you have to do to enter into heaven? And that really gets kind of their their minds going, and then that usually leads to some more conversations as well. Yeah, those are two awesome questions. And I will say, like, I think, I don't, I don't know, if, I don't think you're a seed planter, Donnie. You're straight up like that. <laughs> Wheat is gold, and you're just with a scythe just chopping them down. I think you do such a good job of that, so really excited for you to – that, that's a closing. I'm more of a starter. You're a closer. So. No, man. I think, like you said earlier, I think we all play a part in it. And I think, man, I, I've got a relationship right, right now with a gentleman that uh, honestly have been planting seeds with him for seven years now. That is a long time. You know, I'm a driven, driven and focused guy. And so uh, having planted seeds for that long you know has been honestly has been frustrating at times like lord why haven't you changed this person's heart but it's been so cool to see how god has relentlessly pursued this guy for so long not only through me but through so many others others planting seeds others sharing the gospel and uh, i'm convinced that through god's provision this guy will come to faith, man. I'm just, I'm just so excited, so hopeful, 
and uh, it encourages me to you know to constantly pray for him and pray for others that don't know the Lord and um, continue to fight the good fight of faith thank you I really enjoyed this uh, audience like if this is if, if this type of episode is something y'all want to see more of like I'm me and Donnie were talking about, like, we're going to try to push out some more of these, especially if y'all enjoy this. Um, so we'll, we'll do yeah, this, we just get some more guests on as well. So Yeah, we really just wanted to kind of give you guys some practical steps, principles, and then questions on, one, how to, how to pursue lost people, how to transition from a norm, normal conversation into a spiritual conversation. And then once you're kind of in a spiritual conversation, how do you navigate... Uh, those convos to then sharing the goodness of Jesus because it can get somewhat tricky. And if you guys want to know more about that, uh, let us know. We would love to uh, provide you guys with more resources, more materials, and um, even speak more about about that. So, yeah. So, without further ado, we will see y'all next week. Again, thank y'all for listening. Please share it out. Uh, that's the, that's how we get known and how we share the gospel um, and the tips we're trying to provide to more believers. So, Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Talk to you later.